it's a funny time of year. Some people will, re will refer to work on Tuesday because Monday's an extra bank holiday, being replaced with Boxing Day. While others are off work until Monday the 4th of January, except the Scots who get the 4th of January off for, a, for their extra bank holiday on New Year's. New Year. It seems to me that once Christmas Day and Boxing Day have gone, we tend to think more about the approaching New Year. Yeah? And uh, I've certainly been thinking like that, but, and I've already written most of what I want to say next Sunday for our New Year's Sunday, but I needed to have something to say today. So I went back to those seven I Am statements of the Lord Jesus in John's Gospel. And John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it comes during the discussion the Lord Jesus has with his disciples in the upper room after the Passover meal, which they've celebrated a day early, and before he goes out to Gethsemane and so on. And here's the context. Jesus says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas <coughs> said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And then Jesus said to him, I am the way, <coughs> the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it will be sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, the words I speak to you? I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So, the Master is saying that he's going away to prepare a place for them, that includes us, if you believe in Jesus, and that he'll return to receive us so that where he is, there we will be also. And then he adds, where I'm going, you know, and the way you know. But Thomas, who we observe to be a thinker and an outspoken man, not afraid to speak up, responds, they don't know where he's going because they don't get it yet. Now, don't be hard on them for that. There was indeed a great deal they didn't understand until after Jesus was risen from the dead and indeed when after the Holy Spirit had fallen upon them. We shouldn't be critical of them. They just didn't get it. How could the Messiah be going away? He's supposed to take over, isn't he? Where's Jesus going? He's going to Gethsemane. He's going to Golgotha, to the cross. He's going to the grave. But through all of that, he's going back to the Father, to heaven, to take up his throne. How will they go through whatever they must go through to arrive there with him too? Are they going to earn their way? Are they going to build themselves their, their pathway to heaven? No. Jesus will come and receive them. It's a gift. They are not making their own way to heaven. Jesus is taking them there. 
So the reply to Jesus of Jesus to Thomas complaint is this I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one makes their own way to God. People want to have alternatives, options to faith and obedience to Christ. Well, I'm a Christian in this way. Well, I like to think of things this way. But all alternatives to Jesus himself are empty and invalid. No one makes their own way through life. We live in an age of individualism, and it's founded upon untruth. We are not made to be independent of God, our maker, nor of others around us. And no one can make their own truth. The final overarching truth, the truth that that, that runs the universe is this. Jesus is the maker of all things. Saviour to the world, future judge of the world. And no life outside of Jesus is real life. How can you be really alive if you're detached from the Creator? In fact, the Scriptures describe those who do not believe in Jesus as being dead in their sin and unbelief. Jesus is the way to God, the way to life, and our way of life now. Jesus is the way to the Father, to heaven, to eternal life and inheritance. But he's also our way of life now and our way through this life. We get through every day, every circumstance, every challenge by following him, which reminds us about a few weeks ago that he's our good shepherd. We, we like to sing that he makes a way. I think we're singing Waymaker later on. But, you know, Jesus makes the way, yes, but he is the way. It's following him we find the way through. We read in the book of Acts this, this interesting story that before the believers were termed Christians in Antioch, they were called the people of the way. Those of the way. In Acts 9, Saul, who became Paul the Apostle, set out from Jerusalem with letters of authority to persecute the people of the way. And it's kind of double barreled. They were followers of Jesus the way, but the way they lived was Jesus' way. Further references in Acts, in, uh, in Acts the gospel and practical teaching of Jesus is called the way of salvation, the way of the Lord, the way of God. And then in chapter 19, three t- twice over, uh, the whole Christian faith and lifestyle is simply called the way. And then three times more in Acts 24, the way, the way. So being a Christian is called much more the way in Scripture than it's called Christianity. We are followers of the way and we live in a way that is following him. Therefore, those who follow Jesus live his way. And this way is a way of morality. Morality in uh, relational morality, sexual morality, societal morality. We pursue what is good and right and true. And we do that in every relationship and we pursue it in society too for justice, rightness. Fairness. It's a way of purity, a way of cleanliness, cleanness of body, which is not just about soap and water, but helps. The cleanness of mind and of heart. Now, here's the thing 
We can't go through life in a bubble, although we kind of do this bubble thing in COVID now. You know. But you're not cellophane wrapped, you know, kind of thing. You get dirty in life. Life throws all sorts of muck at you every day. So do you know what we need to be? People who know how to be cleansed in our minds and our hearts, again and again and again and again. Our minds to be renewed through truth. Therefore, to bring that to my next point, Jesus is the truth. Jesus is all the truth you need for the journey of life. Nothing should be added to him and nothing taken away from him or his word for his his person or his teaching. And if someone's preaching and teaching is not Christ-centered, it is suspect. I mean, you know, when life gets difficult, we reach for something to soften the experience and we use the word comfort, which is the way we use it, that word in the modern sense nowadays. What we actually need when life becomes most difficult is the truth of Jesus who is still holding us and will strengthen us and empower us by the Holy Spirit. And that's the old meaning of the word comfort that you read in your English Bibles. To strengthen, to embolden, to hold up. Jesus is the truth we need. And when times become the more difficult, the more we need to hold on to the truth. And it's a person and his words. Jesus. And we don't need to add anything to him. Not Jesus plus, except more of Jesus. (laughs) And Jesus is our life. Not just in the future, but now. We were looking two Sundays ago at I am the resurrection of life. While that is a promise of future resurrection from the dead to glory for all who trust and obey Jesus, it's also at work now. He is our life-giving, restoring Lord. Paul puts it this way in Colossians 3. If then you were raised with Christ, set those things, seek those things sorry, which are above, where Christ is, is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life. Did you get that? Yeah. Christ is our life. Don't just little corner over here. Filling it from the center. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Having lived with and for Jesus now, we inherit life with him in the future. But what is now mixed and contended and a bit hit and miss sometimes will then be complete, full, and entire. We will be rewarded for having kept going through this life by following Jesus. As John brings his gospel to account to a close in chapter 20, he says this, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. When does the life start? Now. Now. Do you believe in Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, not just as a figure, but as a person that you can trust? Someone you can follow, you can listen to, and obey? 
Do you have life through believing in him? In other words, does this faith in Jesus root and shape and fill and empower your life? He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's more than all we need. He's not just the way and the truth of life as a historic statement written in Scripture. That becomes for us through faith and obedience the living reality of our lives. Christ is our life. We look forward to his appearing, but even now we have life through believing in his name. Let's pray together before we break bread. I want you to take a moment to consider the challenge I just brought to you there. Whether here in the building or watching the screen somewhere at home, later on today around the world even. People will be tuning in and picking this up. Is Christ your life? We can sing bold songs, wonderful songs. We need sometimes to think for a moment and say, okay, reality check. How am I I speaking and singing what is really my truth, my experience? If it isn't, ask him that it it will be. But he will come and fill your life. You're not giving him a bit of your life. We're talking about giving Jesus your heart and it's like a little corner. No. That he will begin to be the powerhouse, the driving force, the inspiration, the energy of your life. That what he wants will be what you choose to want. And his way will be the way that you walk, the way that you live. That you become a person of the way following Jesus the person and living life for him, his way. Father, we commit ourselves to you and we pray that Jesus may not be for us words on a page or a historic figure, but the very living presence in our lives of a risen Lord reigning over us, ruling us, and yet showering us with his mercy filling us with his courage, giving us the Holy Spirit again and again to energize us and to inspire us and to lead us. You've made us to follow this way, albeit we do it with some mixture and we don't always get it right. But Lord Jesus, you give us a way to arrive safely where you want us to be with you. Thank you, Father. For our Lord Jesus.